0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 891. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, please email me at rabbi Ismach at take 10 for So, we had discussed last time Avraham's story. Avraham's story of how he grows up in a world where idol worship is rampant, and he is able to somehow figure out that it's the wrong way to go. And not only does he teach his children, but he teaches the people around him through very provocative means and through questions that were asked, which were perhaps very uncomfortable to the establishment, um, he decides to go in a different direction. So we learn a lot about Avraham in this specific context Avraham not only as the the progenitor as the av as the forefather but Avraham in his personality as somebody who is different the pusuk says in the beginning of Genesis Ela toldos varits va'aretz behibarum this is the story of heaven and earth when they were created the medrash makes an incredible observation it says that the word behibarum when it was created could be rearranged that letter the letters of the word, and Bihibarum is Avraham. And so the Medrash says, B'zchuso shel Avraham, which is the whole reason for the world's existence is because of Avraham. Now we know the notion of an unexamined life is not worth living, but it's almost as if the Medrash is telling us the un- unexamined world is not worth creating. Because if someone is not going to figure out the right thing, so then, what is really the point of it all? I wonder about this all the time when there's so much craziness going on in the world. Who is going to stop and say, hey, let's pause and reconsider. But we have this notion of Avraham being unique and, and uh, individual in other places as well. The Pasuk in Isaiah, in Perak Nunal of chapter 51, says, Hashem, Listen to me, you who pursue justice, you who seek Hashem. El look to the rock that you were hewn from, the El Machebes Burnukartem, and to the quarry that you were dug from. Meaning, look at your progenitors, look at where you have been derived. Habito El Avraham Look back to Avraham your father, el and to Sarah who brought you forth, Ki Echad because I declared him. As one, he was one singular individual. Avarcheva he was only one. Yes, it's true that that just might mean he was alone. He had no community. He had no people around him. But he was identified as the echad, the ability to be the echad. Rashi says ki He was the only person in Canaan. He went alone. He started this whole new project known as the Jewish people in Canaan, All. On his lonesome, by his lonesome. You, the Jewish people, are individual to me. You're unique. You're special, and that seems to downplay the power of one. It's just you know, you're special. You're unique. You're different. But the pasuk in says the same thing. It says refers to Avram ben Adam al Admas mortal. Those who live in the ruins of these lands of Israel. Lema they argue echad haya Avram. Avraham was only one person, but yet we are many and so all the more so we should be able to inherit the land. And Avraham once again identified as Echad Haya Avraham. He was singular, he was unique. This uniqueness is portrayed in a separate Medrish. The Medrish talks about how when we discuss Avraham Ha'ivri, he he's referred to by Yugadla Avraham Ho Ivri, He was on one side and the rest of everyone else was on the other side. We have to be prepared to be, in the legacy of Abraham, to be also individuals who believe and who uh, establish our principles in spite of what others might believe. Now what's so interesting is that this puts color to so many of the stories we're going to read, particularly in this week's parasha, the uh, Zohar tells us that when we have this war of the four kings and the five kings, like this establishment war, they're warring over something, and somehow in the process of this, Lot gets caught up and Lot gets captured, and of course we have Avraham going and saving the day. But why is Lot involved over here? So the Zara says as follows, and I'll read it in English. He says, it says, Note that when all these kings join together to make war on Avraham, listen to that language, to make war on Avraham, Right? They, they, he was anti-establishment. And the establishment is going to war because they want to preserve what they have. They want to preserve this this pagan, the rituals and the systems and the temples. They designed, he continues, they designed to make away with him. They wanted to kidnap Avraham. That was their goal, perhaps, of even the entire war. But so soon as they got possession of Lot, his brother's son, they went off. As it says in the Pasach, they took Lot and then that's it, they're done. What does Lot seem to be the resolution of this war? The answer is, explains, the reason being that Lot closely resembled Avram. So that thinking that they had him, they went off. And the reason of their enmity, the Tsar concludes, to Avram was that Avram weaned men from idolatry and taught them to worship God. He was a rabble rouser. He was anti-establishment, and the establishment didn't like it. The Likuti Muharan, the uh, work of Menachem of Breslov, he talks about the importance of that he was yechidi ba'olam. V'lo al b'nei He didn't care what anybody else was doing. Shasar meachri Hashem that they were leaving and straying away from God. Velo al aviv v'shar And even his father, even his parents, it didn't matter what anybody else felt, as if, simply, he was one in the world. There's actually another mandrash that points to the fact that at some point he was putter, he was exempt from kibra havaim, honoring his parents, simply because he had made such an incredibly stark break from them and their beliefs, and then the Nachman says, kol Anybody who wants to get involved in avodas Hashem, we all need to adopt this personality, this characteristic of Abraham. We have to see ourselves as sometimes alone and individuals. You should not be, uh, resist or just be focused on the people who are, attempt to stop you. And he gives some difficult examples, like your father, your mother, or you know a, a, a son or daughter-in-law, or even your spouse. Or others. Now, obviously, uh, we should keep Shalom bias, and we have to figure out how to keep Shalom bias with our individuality. But if something's really, truly, deeply important, we have to be cognizant of who we will allow to get in the way of living to the principles with which we believe. He continues, they said, there are people who are going to mock, they're going to make fun, they're going to say, you can't, you can't, it's wrong, <laughs> but we have to be able to, um, with confidence, be that same echad, we have to ignore them completely, he is our forefather not just as a forefather, but of course as this model of individuality, and we know that the Jewish people have done this uh, so many times, again if anybody needs uh, evidence there's all sorts of, uh, our, our DNA is uh, completely filled that, uh, with, with the notion of Jews doing things Differently, whether they're religious or they're not religious, there's something baked into the system Habitu el tzuruchu Tem, as we saw in the Pesach before Look for our progenitors, because this is ultimately Of the Jewish consciousness, to be separate, to be different And we should not be fearful of it. One of the Talmidim um, Rav Sternhartz uh, Wrote a tefillah, a tefillah towards this end, a beautiful tefillah And it's based on this Rav Nachman of Breslov where he, he sort of tells us that our religious values and ideals have to be mired in this echad hayah, from the willingness to be different and to be individuals. He says, shalom, This is a tefillah. So a lot of poetic language. You know what I do, and I'll just translate it. Uh, and you know exactly what has brought me to where I am. And you know all of the things that get in my way, and the confusions, and the seductions from all sorts of areas, and I need help overcoming all of these things. And it's a prayer to be able to find our voice, and to find our individuality, and find our inner Avraham. We are challenged so often with this, and the, uh, the, the, the fact that people around us and our surroundings pressure us in one way or another to do the thing which we might not think is so right. And so in the feel it continues, I shouldn't listen to, I shouldn't notice any of the things that are getting in my way. The things that might mock or scorn or mix me up. See, nobody should be able to confuse me, even if they're officially greater. I want to be able to be an individual. I want to be able to be an Avraham because ultimately, ultimately, that's the life that's worth living and that's the world that's worth creating, a world that's filled with Avrahams so who are trying to figure out what they do and why they do it because it's important to them, not only because everybody else around them is doing it as well. Have a great day.